what, slow what, down my technology what, what stuff moment, on me. Yes, one moment, Frank. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm recording the meeting now, so let's have an interaction. Okay, are okay. we are we doing moving too fast for me, Jack? You're moving. No, no we're doing real Frank, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you. Uh, Frank and I have had numerous interactions on course delivery and creation across a variety of platforms. Every time we interact, our purpose is simply to learn something new. And that's all we do. We learn something new each time we interact, be it a technological platform or with a conversation. So if we take each and every interaction as a learning opportunity. Our adjustments with technology will go very rapid and our own communication styles will be very effective as a result. That's all we're doing. I've backed it up a notch, Frank, with all people who interact with us and I simply focus on training of some sort whenever I interact with people and that's the most effective thing to do. No, no, I can, I, I, I can fully understand the interaction uh, having parts. It's just sometimes, as you realize, technology doesn't always work from all platforms due to the user's uh, knowledge and also the user's equipment. If you have an iPhone and I have an Android. The, the 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 systems are set up differently. If you if you're working off of a uh, an iPad, and I'm working off of a, a you know a computer, it's going to the interaction is going to be different. So allowing for time for everybody to be able to catch up or understand the fundamentals of the technology that we're using to communicate, I believe is vitally important because otherwise you get lost. I would agree with you. And it's very important that we adapt and overcome as best as we can whenever we're having these interactions, which is what we do. Correct. And one of the things I want to bring to your attention, uh, Frank, and this is something that I always do, the show must go on. So instead of focusing on the technology, let's focus on the show must well, go on. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's great. I'm, I'm all for that, Jack. So I, if I believe yesterday we were talking about a lot of things and you and I, I came up with some ideas for a podcast. So why don't we just go into the podcast and why don't we talk about mindfulness? What let's, is mindfulness and mindfulness? from a working man's perspective, not from a guru, not from somebody that's that, that's out there and this is all they do. We're talking about mindfulness from somebody who is living a life of multiple different uh, levels, meaning they have multiple different things and then in that life attempting to fit in mindfulness. The first thing that I found, which was explained to me in trying to understand 
anything is we first have to have a clear definition. And we all have to understand what definition we're working off of. So as I, I sent you earlier, the, the Marin Webster Dictionary uh, definition for mindfulness. So I'm just going to read that. So anybody listening to the podcast will fully understand the definition that I'm working off of, because that will change with different people because they will go to their own interpretation. So why don't you, I'm just going to read that off first. So the definition of mindfulness is the quality or state of being mindful. The second definition is the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, or ex experiences on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Also, such a state of awareness. So, a non, let's just take that look at that. That's a non-judgmental state of awareness. So, meaning we are perceiving, but we're not putting our opinion on it. We are perceiving what's going on around us, and we're not putting our opinion on it. I think that that's a very, very important part because as soon as we start putting opinions on things, we get into emotions and we can then become emotional. We're looking at things from a non-judgmental state is, is a very important pact because then you can elicit all of the facts needed to under, have an understanding of what's going on. What would you say to that, Jack? Well, I would agree with you because it all gets back to what I stated yesterday in a previous podcast, sender, message, receiver. Correct. Correct. So we're receiving information. We are not judging it. We are simply receiving information and then subsequently, we're performing the receiver message back to the sender, which is what we're doing now by you asking me my opinion or for my reaction. And this is the key ingredient of all communication. Correct. No, I, I agree. So you know, this awareness, this awareness, this mindfulness or being mindful is a perfect foundational topic for the interactions that we're having, not only with each other, but with our broader audience around the world. This is a key foundational concept that must be understood by everyone. 100%. And, and it has to be in, you know, understood not only by the presenters, but by, as you said, the receivers, the listeners, they need to be able to form a opinion. And I know that you reach multiple audiences in multiple languages. Now, when we talk about linguistics, we talk about sometimes, you know, the word mindfulness doesn't translate accurately. So, 
then it's actually trying to find a definition that is translatable for the rest of the audience so that they can, the receiver can fully understand what we are talking about. And, non-judgmental and how to, how communication, Frank. Non-judgmental communication. Correct. Awareness and non-judgmental communication. Information for the sake of information. It doesn't need to be evaluated. It simply needs to be received and the receiver needs to acknowledge receipt by sending that message back to the sender. Correct. And when we talk about linguistics, 100%, one of the things from, I'm just going to go back in, in time, one of the things that the ancient, uh, you know, our ancient ancestors from all over the world, especially from the Euro- European Mediterranean area did, when they translated things from either Latin or from the languages that they were speaking, they translated them into Greek because Greek, for some reason, had the most amount of words or they could find the words that was as closest to what they meant. So a lot of, a, a lot of writings were actually trans translated from the native tongue to Greek so that it then could be translated into other languages most accurately, which is one of the key things when we talk about perceptions and being mindful in a non-judgmental state so that we can have a full understanding of what this person says. Now, as you know, being part of the linguistic world, you go to different sections of different countries and within their own countries, they, you know, the, the linguistics actually changes. You know, people years ago, people from the south of, of Italy could really couldn't communicate to the people in northern Italy because of the dialects that there were. And that's another big overcoming of, of facts. And it's unfortunate that these types of situations occur because not only do we have individuals not being able to communicate successfully as a result of these barriers, but we also have a large population in each individual country that cannot communicate effectively. And even if we do not recognize the importance of being mindful and mindfulness, it still exists. And the biggest challenge we face in the world today is not technology. The technology is easy to use. The way that we communicate is the most difficult challenge that we have. I, I, I would agree, and 100%. Billions. It, it costs us billions. By concentrating on very simple tasks that cannot even be completed, this costs us billions. If we realize and focus on the simple tasks, then we can establish a rapport 
And with that rapport, we can build on bigger words, bigger adjectives, bigger verbs, and build a house of effective communication that way. Uh, I, I would agree because communication is the, uh, is the key and, and mindfulness, you know, is that key. So, you know, in my area, like we're talking right now, there are two areas of mindfulness. One area is the fact as you as what you're saying you are the receiver you are having a non-judgmental state of of what is going on around you awareness of your thoughts and what the the information that's coming in that is one area of being mindful because with that you're also being respectful to the person that's communicating now there's an old adage that says we have two ears and one mouth. Why? So that we can listen more than we talk. When you listen to somebody and you truly listen, you're actually giving that person the respect that is, that is truly needed. With that, that's one aspect of being mindful. The other aspect is your emotions and experiences when you do a, uh, a review process of your, of your day or, you know, 20 minutes later or a half hour later. And it's not so much that you do a review process so you can, you know, beat yourself up. It's you're doing a review process so that if you see any mistakes, you can then correct yourself so that you're doing what? You're improving your ability to communicate. Not, you're not being critical. You're not being self-judgmental. What you are now doing is you're rewriting your programming so that you can be a more astute communicator. And I think that that is one of the key things that is a very difficult thing to do is, you know, a half hour you know, after we finish this conversation or an hour to take five minutes and just sit there and say, okay, in my conversation with Jack, where did I err? And wh where was, where was I good? What can I improve upon? What can I not improve upon? Uh, I would give you a direct answer right now, Frank, of the one thing that is critical to improve upon. And I will give you one key recommendation, a friendly recommendation mm -hmm. right now. Use the word our or we, because it will draw members into the conversation. When we sure. use the word you or your, now we are focusing on one individual. We will okay. never be successful in building teams or groups or communicating to a wider audience if we use the word you or your, because it's automatically taken offensively. Because the person that hears the word you may not agree or may not have the same experiences. But if we use the word we and our, 
Now we are drawing in upon the collective knowledge of the group. And if we are focusing on the collective knowledge of our receivers, now we have fundamentally altered that receiver message sender dynamic. I, I, I would agree, Jack. And if th there's a, what you're touching upon is a very important part of life because you're using words that are either inclusive or exclusive. And once again, eliminate the word you and use the word we or our. Any Correct. audience, any audience that engages with Frankie Avine and Jack Bosma will learn this fundamental communication skill and become mindful of it, become aware of it. Because even if we disagree on everything, 100%, using the words we or our will fundamentally encourage the receiver to respond. But if we use the word you, now we are targeting an individual. Even though there is no need to feel that way, and, and when we use the word you, now if we have 20 people in a group, we have just reverted back to 20 individuals. Counterproductive, especially I, I, I in seminar or webinar setting. I, I would agree 100%. And our group also, one of the key key words that is on the same level that we should not use is the word should, could, and would. Those are other three words that we use very often that are counterproductive. Those are considered shaming words. As well as the word but. The word but is not necessary in a com professional communication setting either because it conveys doubt and uncertainty. I eliminate the words but and however from my vocabulary when I provide presentations. I, I would agree 100%. And what I have found is like, like, like you just uh, suggested, is when looking at that, we can then create a more concise message because we are, we are able to reach into deeper levels due to the fact that we are actually being compassionate and understanding by being good listeners people want to be heard we want to be heard and those words Jack, I, I, the smallest words usually have the biggest impact and I could not agree more and I will now make that a point to bring that into my fold it'll take a little while for it to, to get in there but it will once again, once again, 
what I would suggest is do not make statements like it'll take a little while. I do not have technology experience. This type of communication is simply not needed because when we interact between each other and when we interact with our global audience, this is already understood because everyone okay, can identify sure. with these difficulties. Everyone can identify with these limitations in some manner, shape or form. Even if a person is 100% spot on with technology, then the area of concern is communication skills. So if so, it's kind of like what I always say is, let's go back to school and look at subjects. We have the English wizards and we have the math wizards. And we have the math wizards. But we don't usually have the English wizards and the math wizards as one group because they're good at both. So even at the education levels, depending upon where we're at in that system, we have people that are traditionally more adept at one skill versus the other. I, I, I would agree. And just I just want to check in on our time, Jack. How are we doing on time? I'll let you know about a minute before we're ready to conclude this podcast. Right now we're sitting at 21.30. So we have about 8.30 to go. Perfect. I, because I, I don't want to get off on, on different uh, subjects. So just to bring us back to mindfulness and those words that you just spoke about that we should be, should be very aware to use more, uh, more, more about is a part of mindfulness because now you are making a conscious uh, observation in a moment-to-moment -moment basis, just looking uh, at Frank, the definition of the word. Frank, yes? you just used the word should. If you go back in your mind a minute ago or two okay. minutes ago. So the reason I am bringing that to your attention is because the toughest challenge that you have with me is my rate of speech. You're used to going 100 miles an hour in a New York fashion. I am used to going 100 miles an hour in a New Jersey fashion. And I speak simply speaking slowly, that drives people crazy. But since I'm a podcaster, I've realized it does no good to speak quickly if 90% of the audience is not receiving the content. Quite simply. I, I, I would agree and thank you for the correction. I do appreciate it. When you speak slowly, even in seminars or webinars, people will resonate with the content because by speaking slower, now they are forced to truly listen and interact. I, I, I would agree. Speakers. It gives, it gives people more time and it gives people time it gives our audience time to fully understand and think about what we are talking about. They're That's not moving right. around in a New York minute 
as you suggested. Exactly right. I would agree with that. And I think that is a, a very astute observation. And it's important that these things are pointed out so that we can then correct our our thoughts to maintain a to maintain a, a proper level of communication which then maintains a proper level of mindfulness. Once we are aware of being mindful and the adjective mindfulness, we can immediately take our binders or blinders off and simply listen and reflect. What I recommend that people do when I interact with them at a webinar or seminar is not only listen to me, but when I am speaking, the attendees should be writing. And when the attendees are speaking, I should be writing. Because even though we are listening, if we simply write down a word or a phrase that the speaker used, we have notes and we also have activity. Because if we are only listening to a presenter, we become bored, inattentive. We look out the window. We become distracted. When a person is writing, many times I walk around the room and I will see people doodling. They will be doodling, not writing anything. I simply say, that's a great way to learn. Because I reinforce the behavior. It may not be the behavior that I desire, <laughs> but the person is demonstrating a behavior. So if they're demonstrating a behavior, I provide positive affirmation in the learning environment. Because it's not worth it to me to provide negative affirmation. It's simply not worth it. The person is listening. Many times in seminar or webinar situations, individuals ask me if they record. I encourage it. The more that people understand what I do and what I say and what you do and what you say is simply very valuable content because we are content creators and we need to be mindful of this and demonstrate mindfulness of our activities and behavior. With 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 a one hundred percent, I I agree. The the other key to that, which I feel is very important, and it's something that our audience should try and should should. You're I'll right. You're one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Jack. Thank you for the correction. Our audience, our audience would be better served if they were able to do a mindfulness practice after a conversation, like I, I suggested after we're finished, I am going to do a quick critique after about 15 to 20 minutes after our call, after our total call is finished, I will do a inventory or a, uh, uh, just a, a quick critique through my mind of what I could improve upon 
so that our audience can get more out of it. And is then this the Frank and Jack and show number back. two right now? Excuse me? Is this the Frank and Jack show number two? I I believe it I believe it is, but if I remember correctly, and I would love to touch on that real quick if you got five minutes. I, I've I think only got one, Frank. I've only okay. got one. This we can continue our conversation, but I will pause the recording. No, no, that's fine. You can keep yes, this is the Frank and Jack show number two. Thank you, sir. And there's gonna be more of these. Oh yes, there is. So we're floating at about a minute and a half left of record time for this energetic and interactive podcast. Continue with some brief remarks about being mindful and mindfulness, Frank, and then we will conclude today's uh, interaction. We're looking at about a minute 15 right now to go. So in, in, in being mindful, mindful of a non-judgmental and our emotions, how how do I separate them and how do other people separate them? That's a, a very key idea. Be, we are all individuals, so we all have to develop our own tools. One person might use breathing. Another person might use uh, a thought process or a chant. So being understanding that everybody our audience would have to come up with different ideas and then send them back to us. And we could sit there and say, all right, we have somebody that says they tried this. Has anybody else tried this? And we can kind Nine of get seconds to go, everybody. Thank you very much for being mindful and demonstrating mindfulness with our topic today. Always a pleasure, team. Thank you. Thank you very much to our listeners. And that's what we did. One moment. I don't see the ability to turn off the recording. One moment, please. Let's see. Oh, a new button has arrived. So we went a little bit over. Thanks for the support, everybody.